Welcome to Oh My Stars, Omunjo Strategies podcast series. I'm your host, Heather Wiley, a life strategy specialist, here to talk to you about those curveballs that life throws and how to cope with them. Today, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about storytelling. In 2016, on what would have been my grandmother's birthday, she would have been 88, I decided that I wanted to start documenting memories and events of my daily life. Now, I had tried keeping journals before, but never really had much success. When you were growing up, did you ever have a diary when you were a kid? Mine was one of the puffy plastic ones that came from a book fair with a cheap brass lock that would not keep anyone out. I know that I wrote Dear Diary a couple of times in the pages, but I never wrote in it again. Mostly because I had a real problem with messing up the pages of the journal or feeling like what I was writing wasn't important. I also had a hard time keeping the routine. When I was a teen, I tried off and on implementing a journaling routine, but it never stuck. As an adult, I tried again. It seemed to me that if I was writing only for myself, there wasn't a purpose. However, if I was writing for my descendants or the people that were coming after me, I could manage to record entry after entry more consistently. This was also true with blogging. If I tried to blog independently, I couldn't keep it up. But if I was doing it because I felt like it had a purpose, it was something that I could commit to. Over time, I realized that my journaling changed. So I may have started writing with a purpose of documenting my life for my descendants, But then I realized that I was really writing for myself. My first entry in my adult journal was about my grandparents' house. I had just inherited the house in 2016, so I had moved into it and was cleaning it up and starting to renovate it. And that very first entry on what would have been my grandmother's birthday was about the clothesline in the backyard. So here is an excerpt from that entry. At the time, I wrote, my grandparents never had a stationary laundry room. When I was a kid, they would move the washing machine to the sink, attach a hose to it, fill the machine with water, run a load of clothes, and empty the water back into the sink. I remember that they kept a box of powdered Tide under the table in the kitchen. They had no dryer, so they would hang their clothes outside on the line during the summer and they would hang it inside on the back porch during the winter. On hot summer days, I would press my face into the cool fabric of drying sheets. They were scratchy and rough when they came off of the line, but they smelled like outside. That's still one of my favorite memories. My sister and I used to run through the center of the sheets hanging on the line like they were tents. And when we were standing underneath that cool fabric, it was the only time in the day that we stayed with my grandparents where we were kind of cool because they had a huge old house with no central heat and air. They had no window units. They had ceiling fans in West Texas. It was very hot. When my long-term relationship ended, I realized that I desperately needed a space for myself. And I was able to create that in the lined pages of my journals. So I'm now delighted that journaling has been a habit that I started some years ago with the intention of recording childhood memories or trying to document my life for the people that came after me. But it's actually become 
part of my self-care routine. So as many of us are facing social distancing, we're working from home, we're even in quarantine, in the coming weeks, I also think that it's a great time to sit down, put a pen to paper, and think about our own stories. I became interested in genealogy. I've mentioned that this is one of my main hobbies because I wanted to be able to tell my grandparents' stories. I used to call and talk to my grandmother when I left work in the evenings. So I I worked um, in a hospital when I was going to college. And when I would get off of my shift, I would call my grandmother and talk to her on my way home. And I realized having these conversations with her, I knew nothing about her as a person. I had no idea how she had met my grandfather. I didn't know very many stories of my mother or her siblings when they were children. And it was the strangest experience for me to realize that this woman who knew pretty much everything about me, who had raised me, I, I knew nothing about her. I started interviewing them. I started asking both my grandmother and my grandfather questions about themselves. And I wanted to use my journal space and genealogy as a platform to be able to tell those stories and make sure that they were shared. I realized though, that there would be a moment where my voice would matter too, because at some point I was going to become a parent or a grandparent or even just a relevant historical voice. So because I had that realization, I knew that I needed to use journaling as a way to make sure that my voice was captured for the people that came after me because I am living history, just like you are living history. And we all have different perspectives and we need to make sure that we're writing that down. The things that I write down because I think they're important in my journal are not the things that you're going to write down because we have two different perspectives. I know that when I first started trying to journal, when I was thinking about telling my story, it was really overwhelming. So there are a couple of things that I want you to think about that might help you break it down as you approach telling your own story. So the first thing that I want you to think about is to try free writing. When I was a tutor, I would tell students who had a hard time getting started on projects to just write 250 words. No more, no less. You can actually set whatever word limit you want. If you think 100 words is good for you or 500 words is good for you, pick a number that you're comfortable with. Obviously, this is easier to do if you were typing out your journal entry, but you can also count words on your page. It's okay. It was a really great tool, that word counting limit is a great tool to help you focus and to help you get started. You don't have to write with purpose. You can just sit down and start writing and you know when you're gonna stop. Because what you'll find over time is that the more that you sit down to write, the easier the words come to you. And you might even be surprised at what you write. I was reading a book earlier this year called The Artist Way by Julie Cameron. And she introduces a concept that she calls the morning pages in which you write three pages a day. That's it, just three pages. And these three pages can be anything that you want. So they can be random thoughts, like a free writing exercise. They can be you documenting, you know, what you want to accomplish during the day. They can be dreams that you had. The world is your oyster, or maybe your three journal pages are your oyster. So think about them as 
your space. That's your time you're giving yourself. That word limit is just for you. And that's your opportunity to write down whatever you want. So anything goes. The second thing that I want you to think about is specific writing prompts. So these are another way that you can approach journaling. Tell, what would happen if you were telling yourself the story about your life? What would you say? You don't have to write it out in a day. You know, you didn't live these events that way. But you can start breaking it down a story at a time. So my first journal entry was about the way that my grandparents did laundry. That was important to me. I wanted to capture the way that they did not have a laundry room. And I wanted someone to know that they used to move the washing machine to the sink and that that was my childhood and that was their life. That's what I wanted people reading that entry to know. Tell yourself a story. And it can be a memory. It can be something that you heard growing up. Like when I was a kid, my least favorite, most traumatizing horror story was the story of the Po. And I'll make it quick because I'm trying to keep these podcasts short. But it's basically this monster and this guy's dogs attack it and he cuts its tail off and eats its tail. And then it hunts him down, slowly killing his dogs one by one so that it can consume, like get its tail back from inside of him. And in the story, it climbs up the bed, of course, where his feet are at night to get to him. And that was super traumatizing for me, and I wrote it in my journal. So what you write in your journal can be literally anything. The third thing that I want you to think about is that we often live our lives in a general narrative. So I use this method in my own writing more often than not, although I have used all three, the word limit, um, the journal prompts, and then now this, my own narrative. Um, Sometimes I talk when I write about major events during my day as they happen chronologically. Uh, other times I document what I think is historically relevant. And I'll even use quotes to help illustrate a point. So think about your day. How would you describe it? You can be as specific as you want. Like I had a bowl of cereal this morning that got soggy because it sat too long. Or you can be vague. After breakfast, I went to work. It's whatever works for you. So when you think about telling the story of your own life, use your own words. And this can be a challenge. I'm not going to pretend that it can't be, e can't be difficult at sometimes. It's not always easy. It's a challenge to sit with ourselves for a few moments, to see our thoughts recorded on paper, to know that there have been times where what I've recorded has been embarrassing or shameful is difficult. But you know what? We're human. And your words are a valuable gift to yourself. There are times when I reread my journals and I am astounded at my personal growth. At first, when I started rereading them, when I did what I call a journal audit and I went back and was looking at my entries, I was so embarrassed. I couldn't believe that I had written that down. I couldn't believe that I had lived that event. But the more that I grew as a person when I went back and reread those same entries, I read them with compassion. So we're living history right now. We have volatile stock markets. We have stores that are selling out of products. We have stay-at-home orders and mask ordinances in place. Sometimes we don't have anything at all. And it's important for you to document your point of view and your experiences because your story is your own. So how do you share your story? I will be doing a Zoom series. It's starting on July 11th. I think in the last podcast episode, I said May. That was a mistake on my part, I apologize. 
So if that's something that you're interested in, you can always shoot me an email at wunjocoaching at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, and I will post those links in the show notes. The music in this episode is by Kevin McLeod, used under a Creative Commons license. Oh My Stars is a podcast produced and engineered by me, Heather Wiley. And if you would leave a review wherever you're listening, I would greatly appreciate it. Until next time, stay kind and seek joy.